Hello and welcome to Pod for Norga, the podcast that triggered a revolution in East Africa, was banned by the Vatican, and disillusioned the Dalai Lama. I'm Jack. Guru is not here with me today. She's taking care of the baby because we're recording on Father's Day. And Happy Father's Day. Yes, um, but I am I am joined by uh, also in Oslo is Erland, and then over in America and John. Uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin uh, just called me about an hour ago. He can't make it. Uh, Kevin can't make it because he broke a rib. Oh my god! Skateboarding. What? Oh yeah. That's, shit. That's so, uh, that was a sick trick. Kind of an acrobatic, but uh, good, good good for him. That's awesome. He. Uh, he uh, yes, yeah, so he's skateboarding, and unfortunately, that makes it very painful to talk. So a oh. podcast is not exactly the best thing to do. Uh, Erlen, you used to skateboard or do skateboard, right? You were a. I I yeah. I mean, I was like, as soon as you used the word "used to," I felt extremely uh, offended. But it's I'm true sorry. that I I don't do it as regularly, but I would definitely still say I still skateboard. It's what's still... the best? Uh, what's the? Can you can you kickflip, bro? Oh, dude, I can. Of course, I can kickflip. Can I, you do still an, got, I still got the moves. I just don't have the, do the fearlessness. Or a nollie? Yeah, I mean, ollie is is to jump. So you do That's have to the... learn to jump before you can flip. Let's just put it that okay. way. Okay. How about a nollie? <laughs> yeah. John has certainly Hawk. revealed his depth of skateboard competence uh, well, in that question. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 was quite the game. <laughs> Yeah, hell of a soundtrack. Hell of a soundtrack. Oh, that, especially that second Superman. song. That's that. That song slaps. I'm actually oh. right after this going to go on Spotify and list list search Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two or Tony Hawk Underground. That one was even better. Oh well, yeah, this will this will now make sense because I am definitely going to edit this so that we play we play it in the background. Uh, Amazing. This will be this will be the intro song. But it has to be. But please select one that's. Uh, like one of the old school hip hop ones because oh. Superman, I love that one. We'll figure it out. We'll, <laughs> we'll brainstorm those others, guys. We're taking it easy because it's it's we're in summer hours now. Norwegian Norwegian summer. It's it's way more chill. It's a beautiful day here in Oslo. There's You're a, in DC there's too, a Philharmonic Philharmonic right outside my house oh. uh, playing. So you might actually hear that. Um, yeah. Things are going good, guys. It's, you say, John, how is the weather in D.C.? It's beautiful. It's uh, a high of 73 today, which uh, I believe... Celsius, too. Uh, well, so hold on. Let me let me do my... I was going to say, for our... 21. That's, that's 20, I'm going to guess 20. 21-ish. Uh, minus 30 oh, divided by 2, I feel like two, we right? actually have so, the same temperature, then. Yeah, huh? pretty exciting. Uh, and nice to hear that it's still nice there. Last time I saw you guys, I was, of course, in Oslo. Yeah. In the flesh. That was fun. What a beautiful seventeenth uh, of May! Really uh, much like the seventeenth of May we see in the we film did, that we're well, covering today. Well, I think we were having quite a bit more fun than those. There is one girl that I think looked like she was having way she's more a, fun. She was having her. too much fun. Too she much was on fun. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, today, guys, we're covering the two thousand six film uh, Reprise, which is the last of the Oslo trilogy. Uh, directed by Joachim Trier, who we know, of course, from the previous films, the other two films in the trilogy, Oslo, August 31st, and The Worst Person in the World. Is, isn't it the first of the Oslo trilogy? Just to, Yeah. Kind of... It's, yes, yes, I'm sorry. It is the first of the Oslo trilogy <laughs> and the last we have covered, because we are covering this in possibly the worst <laughs> order possible. I don't we know went... if that's true, actually. That well, We should get into that, but, like, yeah. the, the trilogy is not... Uh, 
It's it's like it's like what's the guy's name? He has a trilogy on depression, and it includes Nymphomaniac Volume One and Two and Melancholia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like like the, uh, it's it... it's it's also a Dutch name for sure. It's like isn't it like? Berman? No. Oh, I'm gonna Google this. But anyways, yeah, yeah, none yeah, of those movies or, have anything to do with themselves. Yeah, or, it's so spiritual it's like success. The order in which you're supposed to watch Star Wars, which is not the order in which they were released. But There's, it, but, it's like but that's two, different four, because it's a six, saga. One, three, <laughs> and never watch episode one. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if we tried to find some kind of cohesive Yulkum Trier? I have a universe? I have a small cohesive. Uh, I think that uh, the movies. All, the only thing that they have in common is that they're either about young people or young people growing up. In Oslo. Also Oslo. Yeah. But yeah. it's specifically that, about young people. Yeah. Have you looked up the Wikipedia for this one? It's because uh, it, it's described as a group of Oslovians. Ooh. Which I find is... Is that the, the word? Uh, the demonym for uh, Oslo people? I, I, yes, I've seen that. I thought... I presumed it was Oslovite, but it, apparently uh. it is Oslovian. Also, um, it's Lars von Trier who made Nymphomaniac and all those. Yes. So they literally share a last name. <laughs> you think they at the family reunion they all catch up like, hey, bro. I think they're um, like, yo, your trilogy was sick. And be like, yeah, maybe mom was cooler though. Let's all give a shout out also to uh, Eskil Vot, who uh, also co-wrote it this with, with You Will Come Today. They're, they've been partners. I believe he also helped on the other two in the trilogy. Yes, he um, did. I'm going to give the, uh, the IMDb just one liner on this. So, fueled by liter literary aspirations and youthful exuberance, two competitive friends endure the pangs of love, depression, and burgeoning careers. Which isn't really, that, that's, that's not super descriptive. No. It's about two guys who are early, uh, early authors, writers, trying to get big. Being a little pretentious, in my opinion. And then uh, just kind of follows a... Uh, what do you think? It's like a year of their lives from yeah. the start to finish. Give or take a year, year and a half. Yeah, because because it is almost exactly a year from Paris to Paris, right? So, yes. And let's so. can I be a thing? I cannot in any the reason um, in the Oslo trilogy. I have not seen a scene in winter. Right? He only shoots I mean, in like the summer. There's a small scene where she's um, jogging in Vinesvastamannskap. And she's at a gym and she's oh, yeah. watching the and it's snowing. So yeah, 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 that one. You're wrong. But really, he. But he's like, you Get know, out. Like, oh, this makes it's a love letter to Oslo or a love letter to the two months in Oslo that are actually really fuck off, <laughs> no, dude. I love your, I love it. We just talked no, about no, how. No, you're so right. I mean, it is really when the city and the country shows its best sides. But um, but I I think that it's more about. Uh, like growing up in Oslo, as I was saying, and like who knows, maybe we do most of our growth in the in the in the months with the most sunshine. We're like we're like flowers, you know. We uh, well, that's sort of synthesize. We can, let's definitely <laughs> talk about this. About like, I mean, a tale. Of, there's a lot. Yeah, I, I I agree with with what you said about kind of the overall themes and these, especially between this film. And worst person in the world, it's, I think of like, these are very coming of age mm -hmm. in like, you know, uh, I, uh, adulting. Like I am now moving from my twenties and, and really figuring out what I'm doing with my life and becoming a, having adult experiences. Um, but let's talk. Okay. G guys, what'd you, what'd you think of this, this movie? Either of you, I don't care. Who's John, you want to go first? Go for it. Yeah. Sure. Um, I... I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, I mean, it is a bit about the pretensions of youth, and they were like, 
kind of <laughs> the whole group, I both recognize in myself and others and friends the like pretentious assholes that are these young men. Oh, uh, yeah. But they're, you know, they're growing up. Uh, and they, they, I don't know. So I, but I, I think it is a nice kind of touching story about, you know, going from that early 20s, world of unlimited possibilities uh into more slightly more adulting and and realizing you know you gotta get your shit together a little bit maybe uh or maybe not as the case may be um i think you know i I think it's natural to compare this to the other two movies and i'd probably put it in the middle of them i think i liked it more than oswald 31st august though um that may be just because it is somewhat happier even if not actually totally happy uh and slightly less than the worst person in the world which i thought was really just a beautiful movie um Mm -hmm. but uh but i I enjoyed it Uh, once i was once i was able to like actually get through it uh, i i i really i enjoyed it yeah i i really enjoyed this too um i enjoyed it I enjoyed parts of it so much and then I enjoyed other parts uh, maybe a little less and I I was just like watching it and I was like this is kind of like a book you know where you have sections of a book which is fitting because it's about two authors but I mean it's like there's sections of a book where you're like oh this is so great like there's something literary about it and it's just kind of like uh, the dialogue really hits well and um, the character building is so silent and so careful which is like something that's really hard to do in film but a lot easier to do in a novel because you can just use prose and and just describe characters and like tell talk about what's going on in their heads whereas like this just show don't tell kind of vibe i i love that part i will say it felt like the messiest of the trilogy it was extremely like all over the place in many ways and maybe that was kind of part of the point in a way and like i will say i i watched a bunch of interviews afterwards um, with uh, Joachim Tiede nice. and Eske Vogt because I did find this to be just like, like I, I think even though I didn't like absolutely love the movie I really did enjoy it but I didn't like absolutely love it I do think I could rewatch this several times and it's it's kind of like again like a book that you can read and you'll get something different every time um, and and just to jump off of the or the last or the, the point that you guys said you seem to both agree that it's a bit of, about this like pretentiousness of these two guys but I'm like I think it's more so about this intense pressure for young people to, in a creative world, like, mm-hmm. um, like you know, being authors. Uh, or, I mean, it is l- l- fairly loosely autobiographical because this these two guys is, lo- like, a- apart from the psychosis element, they, it is it is a- about the two of them. It is about... You are Kim and Eskid, yeah. So, yeah so, and I think it's about... Um, how they felt growing up in a creative environment and just kind of navigating that like milieu you know what i mean and that's literally like what in one of the uh, interviews he said that directly himself like that's Joachim Tier was like this is a con this is our way of kind of self-indulging in our own growth process in this milieu and like and, and and in Norwegian, the word for like environment is milieu, but it's also Which like it's also the milieu. <laughs> no, but it's also yeah. like milieu as in French, and that's like yeah. a that's like a literary term that you talk right. about, right? So I and I did find that like it's almost like a meditation on their own, uh, kind of like 
this is our context in a way that we have to navigate and stuff. But then I just felt like it was like, it's like each character could have had their own movie, you know? And like the contrast between one character not seeing success, but then finding it later and the other one finding success very quickly, but then having this intense psychosis at a young age and uh, going through that whole process. And then like, essentially going through it again, which is, I mean, why it's probably called Repisa, which uh, for the American yeah. listeners means rerun or repeat. We, we have that term in English, a, re, a reprise would be a rerun of something, right? Okay, yeah. you do, because like, yeah, I like, wasn't familiar with that, because I was so surprised it's the one movie that they haven't translated the title <laughs> out of the mute, three. Like, like in a, like in a, the way I think, normally you say rerun in, in most things in life, but I, I think of like in a musical, for example, if you have a song, and mm. then later on, a lot of times you'll play that song again, or like do a twist on it. It'll and that will be called a reprise. Right. It's just it is a more uh, a pretentious version of a rerun. <laughs> yeah, in some ways. I one thing I did not to cut in front of you, Jack. No, please, please. No, I'm finished. Yeah. Or so one thing I did uh, kind of appreciate, and kind of going to your point, or one thing I did appreciate, going kind of going to your point, Erlen, um They, this was like self-referentially from the young man's gaze or like a young man's viewpoint uh and i I mean like you know this did not have a lot of female characters who were given necessarily a lot of agency i mean kari really was the only one there's that there's one other woman in the whole thing basically um and but they there was that scene where they're sitting at the table and that uh I, I, like Porno Lars, I, I forget his uh, <laughs> other yeah. other name, but he is talking about, he's like, you know, going off on these diatribes about, oh, women. Oh, nice they, girl? Yeah. Oh, like, fuck Porno Lars, by the way. Yeah, but right. Yeah, and like, oh, you. women, they don't understand anything. They just get in yeah, the way yeah, of the creative yeah. process, yada, There's yada, no such yada. thing as a cool girl. Do, yeah, cool. doing yeah. his whole they're, thing. They're all just regurgitating whatever and, they hear. But that is, I think, hopefully at least, so obviously... Yeah. like over the top stupid and dumb and i mean we've all maybe heard that person but uh Absolutely. i i thought that was i thought that did a good job of kind of acknowledging that this is coming from a the gaze of two young men who are very much like the main characters the the player characters in this in this novel and you know there are there are women footing about we're not yeah. really giving them a ton of agency mm-hmm. i thought that yeah. at least did a nice job of checking like yeah obviously this is absurd but uh, i agree and and actually to that point super fast before jack um, but it's just like the the women in this movie didn't really have uh didn't really get that much space and that much character development but i will say one of the most impactful lines of the movie was uh from one of the female characters and it's when they're at the beach and she was like yeah yeah she's like this group of friends like you guys are fucked and she's like this is probably not the best group of friends to have a rough patch like to go through a rough patch in and it's just and then they just quickly film to uh i can't remember his name but like the guy who just just had you know going through a pretty severe mental episode so philip philip yeah and that was just like it's just about uh like boys being like idiots and then yeah. at the is, same time that... they're trying to be ultra mature and literary and like intensely um they're so young but they are so that age it's like that group of high school friends that you're all in school together and you're, you're you're it's great when you're all 14 together but now like okay you're 22 23 
Some of you are starting to go in different directions and trying to move on to bigger and better things. Some of you are not growing up and kind of staying kind of in that high school mentality and you, you just with each other in terms of momentum. And you see that in the scene when, when they're at, like they're on a park bench and giving each other shit about how a word was pronounced. Yeah. And like, and yeah, like what just, the fuck? Yeah, and you're just, you could see that because like, like a guy like, like uh, Eric is, uh, like you could tell both Eric and Philip, like these two need to just get away from this friend group. Yeah. And like Eric is, is, is too influenced by some of his asshole friends and making some poor decisions based off that. But um, if I, I'll, I'll talk well, a little oh, bit about Jack, it. just say yeah. for a second, yeah. who in the world would still be friends with their high school their friends? Their high school as friends. Far, <laughs> as far as, you know, in the future. That's absurd. Who yeah, would do that? Right? <laughs> Fuck you guys. I wonder what you guys uh, were like in high school. I'm so curious. Pretty much the exact same. Honestly, basically the same. Yeah, same. I don't know. I don't know what that says about us, but oh well. Um, uh, I will say, uh, I this is. I think I am the lowest. Uh, uh, hype. You have the, the lowest hype. Yeah. I have the lowest hype for this. I think I liked the other two movies more. I'm wondering how much. Uh, how much? I, I I've been wondering if I had seen it in the chronological order, if that would have changed. Um, but I would definitely have put this at the bottom, followed by. Oslo, Tredi Pashtagist, and then Worst Person in the World. Okay, um, okay. Um, uh, it's, it's mostly because I like seeing uh, Anders Danielson Lee unhappy. Because I think <laughs> in all of these... <laughs> In but he's unhappy movie. in every fucking he's movie. That's the whole unhappy. point. In this one, they're like, he's psychotic. For being a doctor and bad. successful actor, the man does not show a lot of happiness. I am getting very used to seeing there. him in like medical clothes because he's like in a bed. He's he's. I'm used to seeing him on some kind of sterile medical bed because in this, he's obviously in a hospital. Oslo 31st August, he's getting checked out of a, like a substance facility and then he's in a hospital because he has cancer and is dying and worst person in the world. So you come treat this poor boy better. Um, <laughs> but one thing I think uh, going to what Erlen had said earlier is that uh, the, um, this felt disjointed and I did, I think you uh, has really improved how he structures things. I really, I like when you kind of these, these films that do not miss necessarily follow like, you know, like a rom-com, three-act structure. Here's the part where they meet. Here's this, this, this. But I like when, if you do something that it's a little more like a novel, if is kind of packaged in a framing device that makes it easier to get a grip of. Which, in the, his other two films, I think he does. Because in Oslo 31st, um, it all takes place in one day, which I think is interesting. And you kind of track him through the day in this movement and these kind of these small experiences these like modular little little encounters that he has throughout the day and then in worst person in the world there's literal chapters of yeah. various length yeah. and i think those actually help a lot where we didn't really have that here mm. every once in a while i guess the big thing is we had this uh narration. God like narration that would pop in but i i uh i mean i'm glad to see that i think Joachim has really improved in my opinion, improved as, as he's gotten better with each film. Um, in my opinion, I fucking hated these guys. I, <laughs> I, I was like, I felt so old watching this. I felt so old. Cause I was like, dude, get your shit together. Even like, obviously the friends are portrayed in a manner that I think we're supposed to see through about like some of the misogynistic elements or just kind of like too cool for school bits that kind of sucked. But even with Philip and Eric, 
like I really got the vibe and I I really got the vibe that these guys like they don't want to create a great work. They want the aesthetic of being an author. Hence like the like a lot of talk about like like there were not so much talk about like what is the, the, the substance of the novel that they want to share, that they want to go out in the world? What is the idea that they want to perpetuate that kind of, that, and then later on being an author comes with it. But I feel like they're very, it's those people that like are obsessed with the, the again, you know, the aesthetic of I'm an, I'm an author. I, it's the I, I'm, 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 in, I'm yeah. in Paris. I'm, I'm a recluse. I'm, I wear fancy scarves and give interviews and talk pretentiously about things. And like... <laughs> Very kind of Holden Caulfieldy because the, it's one of those like the 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 cool people that like oh who look at <laughs> look at people like me <laughs> like like oh I'm so basic you know oh let me guess you're just gonna sit let you, me guess in your you like sports go, yes uh, <laughs> and like and I'm like you're your own kind of basic guys you're tr it's it's it, which it, which I think is now that that what you told me Earl and this has actually improved it a little bit about what the director is saying about how it's autobiographical I'm mm -hmm. sure that's almost commenting a bit on their own I, like I think it's yeah I think yeah. he's looking back at it and being like oh my gosh like we were yeah. so, so so intense about yeah. like it's kind of like uh mm -hmm. and and I'll, I'll just to, to like the 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 comparison is like when when Jack really got into coffee you know what I mean like Jack <laughs> Jack is, Jack suddenly got really into coffee and now yes. you know maybe in five years time you'll look back and you'll look at your your uh, very nice uh, grinder or your espresso machine and then you'll you'll look at it with fondness but you'll also think wow like that was a journey wasn't it you know what i mean i'm, I'm having i'm enjoying a nice uh, ethiopian uh, of course from the uh, i did the aeropress today with my oh. uh, from my supreme roastworks coffee quite no i mean i mean i think i think just to just to bring the point home it's just kind of like i think it is um you can tell that this is their first uh, debut i did it is their first feature though yeah, isn't it yeah their first yeah. feature and like you can tell that they are they've put a lot of uh, thought into it and it, and it again it's like it's like I'm watching a novel like I do love how much care was put into the script and like and and you could tell he's um at least uh Joachim Trier from like a direction perspective is experimenting a lot with like the whole um dialogue or, or what's called the exposition uh, and uh, because like that's how Vadnesvashtamanska begins as well right just somebody mm -hmm. who's explaining uh, the, the female character's background and like mm -hmm. how she got to that point and mm -hmm. there's all these montage cuts and there's like music and you can just if you compare uh, the one from Reprisa and then the one from Vadnesvashtamanska I mean I personally enjoyed the uh, reprise one maybe a bit more because it was like it was it was almost like Wes Anderson-y in a way it was almost like they just went all out you know what I mean but then I will say it's become so much more focused and like and like stylistically concentrated in Vadnesvashtamanska and you can just tell that he is like he has just become a better more focused director whereas like and then you have this Oslo 31st of August uh, film in squeezed in between the middle of the trilogy and it is so bare bones super concentrated super focused there's no narration there's no like there's no like magical realism you know there's no like and and that's kind of the one that really stands out for me I, I don't know if I would say it's definitely not my least favorite but I mean Vinesmashtamanska is my most favorite of the three but it's like I can't really place these the other two because like 
it, do you want doing something? different things yeah, yeah do you want like a super focused one that is like hella depressing but like mm-hmm. like really craft like well crafted or do you want something that's like very very like reflective and um retrospective and goofy and and fun but also like very dense i mean like all the scenes where he counts down from 10 like i thought for sure he was gonna get hit by a truck by in that one scene when he's biking yeah. you know and i was like oh, okay like this is just it's dark and like he, he you see him looking at the building at one point while he's counting and you think he's going up to jump yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and then instead yeah. he goes no, I definitely thought like that. what the fuck like all these the, like again this is like it's a well-written movie you know what i mean yeah I um uh to um yeah I I uh one thing that I I forgot to mention that I did like that I felt was almost commenting on the characters themselves is when Eric is published and then he gets the bad review and the bad review is form without substance which I think is very much a description of possibly that that's the complaint I was bringing with him and yeah. Philip that that's yeah, yeah. what they they were doing. Um, hey guys, I got uh, I got an email from Kevin uh, with his thoughts on the movie. You want to hear it? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. please. All right. So Kevin told so he says that he likes the movie. It's not a blockbuster hit, but more of a slow burn. It's Hugh Kimtria's first film, and you can tell that much of the characters in the movie. Uh, that he's struggling to find his, quote, absolute language. It's disjointed, and there are tons of little idiosyncratic cuts and voiceovers and memories. That's what it felt like to me, like it was all from his collective memory. Collective because I don't know, uh, I don't know who this movie is about. Maybe it's not, a, not about a character, but about the relationship between Eric and Philip, even though it's not all about their relationship. <laughs> Two in Norwegian, huh? I don't know what that means. Uh, and then we'll give, uh, he actually gave me his winner and losers and his guy, which we'll do at the end. Wow. Um, so at least someone prepared Erlen. No, I, <laughs> I, I will say, Kevin, well done. That was extremely succinct and like, I mean, that was a great review, honestly. And I think when he wrote tool, maybe he means two out of Tannikas tool? No, no, he's gave me, there's another one in there. So I'll oh, okay. Okay, maybe it's just a typo. But anyways, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, it, and it goes back to what I was saying about how it feels a little all over the place, a little disjointed. Like, yeah. like He said, wait, sorry, I have to interrupt you. And then he also sent an email two minutes later and it said, uh, it, it's a movie about dudes who suck. <laughs> Which is exactly what Jack's was, uh, review was all yeah, about. Yeah, basically. So He's basically little summarizing little our reviews. Well, yeah. well that's what, I want to jump in here on about, about the female characters because... All two of why, them? Why... All two. Three. Johanna, three. Three. Okay. I do love Johanna at the beach. I do. I mean, that's the person that like, not to Joe head, but I was like, thank you. Like someone say, if it, if it went unaddressed, I was going to fucking lose my mind. But like her calling it out in is, is she's awesome. I don't know why Kari likes, um, uh, Philip. Do you know, like, like he's seems like a hot mess express. But I don't uh, think you were like meant to. I I didn't feel any need to even ask that question. So I think that's okay. interesting. That but it, that really shows how strongly you disliked these characters. Yeah. I did because I, I was just like <laughs> I I mean I, maybe I'm being like too paternalistic or like if this was like one of my buddies I would like Philip like being I, you know like he I, he does. The, the, you ever have a guy that's like so intensely into a girl and that you got to be like dude you are you are smothering and you are trying to obviously the character Philip has a mental psychosis so this is obvious there there's a disorder in the back of this which you need to watch out for but that maybe most of this film so like i was not 
um, empathizing very much through Philip through a lot of these experiences, but I was really with Kari, especially like at the telemarketing job. Oh, that was bad. When he goes in and I'm like so worried, like I was like, okay, this is going to get violent. This is gonna, like, like you need to get away from this guy. And the way he treated her in Paris where he's like making her run through all of these motions. That was creepy. That was it, it's creepy. creepy. It did feel creepy. Like, like she, like, it felt very smothering of her and, and 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 he's not reading her cues he's kind of like holding her up as this object mm-hmm. of, of but i mean it, and it did backfire i mean yeah. that was that was rough but, well uh, then but then at the end so do you I, I need to ask ask this guys is the ending completely a fantasy yes every everything after i think yes the hospital everything after the hospital yeah. where, where eric leaves i think because the, i think when you get the the big voice i think that's fantasy Right? Correct, because because so, it's all in the conditional tense. He's all like all of it switches to Eric would have gone to Paris. He would have come back. He would have bumped into yeah, them yeah, at a yeah, yeah. cafe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So I but think I did real quick. Fair. I did hear uh, one of the interviewers talking to Joachim today brought up this theory that the movie actually ended when he was on the bicycle counting down and just beaming down, and he actually died in that moment, and then everything after that moment. Uh, is like a fantasy and then Joachim Trier was like oh that's an interesting take interesting like I'm not gonna guide the viewers too much but that was that's certainly not what my version is but like um Mm. he did he did comment on the ending being like I want it to be ambiguous in the sense of like you don't really know if he goes to Paris or not or you don't really know what happens after he goes to Paris you don't even know if they're friends but like uh I, I will say that at the if you it's just like if you if you look back at your youth when you were super young and you comb away all the bullshit and all of the idiotness that that was like your immaturity and whatnot. At its core, you have these this this movie is like like I said in the beginning, it's about growing up in this environment. But I guess it's really about like friendships that surround this environment. And I will say that at its core, like these guys were best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, they These clearly guys were, did love each other. Really, yeah. bonding over Stenegel doll. Yeah, yeah. I loved all the You know, he picked him up from the hospital, and like there yeah. was such yeah. love there. You know what I mean? Like they're really. So I, I'm choosing to think that it was kind of like, um, it was yeah. a a happyish ending. Um, that that it's not like he just like he did peace out, but then I do think they, there was a reunion there. I, I choose to believe that there will be a reunion there. <laughs> Be cool actually to see a sequel to this to see like these a yeah. bunch of adult guys like in their you know late thirties forties and where they where to see where they would have ended up because that is it's like these guys are all growing in different directions but they're still so young they're still so at the start yeah. of everything that they could yeah. be and especially actually that's there is a sequel successful. there is a sequel it's called um, another round it's uh, but it's just in Danish <laughs> it's a Danish movie and Mads Mikkelsen yeah. is playing everybody <laughs> instead. <laughs> Um, oh, how did you guys like um, the 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 all of their interactions and uh, with uh, Sten Egeldal, the fictional hmm. uh, author in this, who's based off of I read was based off of Tor Ulven. Are you? Do you know that guy, Erlen? So I've heard that name. I haven't read any of his books, but yeah, I've heard. I've he heard is, of he's him. a famous Norwegian poet who only ever gave one interview in his entire life and uh, died by suicide in 1995. So that's cool. Cool, obviously cool. very cool. I did, I did like the scene when they were trying to get a picture with him. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and the lens cap was on. Oh, or, That's pretty or funny. The, or at the fucking like book thing when Stan Engel shows up and that asshole other friend like crashes it yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, and have you, do you guys recognize that guy? 
Yeah, we've seen him in a that bunch of stuff. That guy is in a bunch of stuff now. Like, uh, he was in Vikings. He's in Vikings. He was in yeah. Vikings. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he was uh, Yal Borg. I like that uh, Jesper Berg was the Jesper publisher. Berg's, I I really liked him actually. Yeah, he, did really, he cool. was really good in that role. How he wanted them he to change. He should not be prime minister. He should be a book publisher. That's that's that's, that's more him. Because he's got a graphic cool like cool rocker T-shirt yeah. but a blazer over it. Like yeah, he's, yeah. And he's when like, he's telling he's him like, about he's the like, name, tell me it's a good title. Just tell me to shut just the fuck say up. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. That's actually. Cool. I thought that he was going to be great. an asshole about it. What was what was the title? Prosopia. Prosopia. Proposia. Paia or something. Yeah. No. Hell of a name. But Hell we know got we know all of the actors in this. So we've got uh, <laughs> I mean the guys from Max Mamas. Oh Tor, yeah, Torbjorn Har, who we clicking through IMDB. He was in twenty two July, he was in Vikings, he's in yeah, we 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 we've seen him. There's the guy that goes to the gym near me was in this. He's the asshole one that I uh that uh with the shaved head, uh, who also gets published, right? Doesn't oh, the yeah. Friend, uh, the, well, in the and, fantasy. And in the fantasy. Right. Yes. But isn't he also the one who ends up marrying the girl yeah. from the beach? Yeah. He marries yeah. the girl from the beach and is also the musician, the rocker guy. who. Yeah, sings. in the band and the... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, also, uh, if you don't find a song from Tony Hawk Pro Skater to put on the intro, yeah. I think you should find that song. So, but that song it put it <laughs> What was what's his the let's see what was what was the title that in a region Erlen? Of what the song? The name yeah that they're singing. Oh the the the, the band the fictional band was Kumuna. <laughs> yeah, but what's the title of the song they're singing? Uh, Finger put e and then oh, a yeah. place. Okay. So okay. finger banged in and then a place. I don't yeah. remember the name of the place, but uh, yeah. Is, is it possibly the? Whatever your the name of your parliament house is, of uh, uh, what? Oh, here, yeah, I found it. Oh, parliament house? No, finger, no fingerprint of uh, Gerhardson, who was an old prime minister in. Oh, the... oh I thought it was a city. No, okay, no, no, no. but then the in prim- in the song, I think he just said like finger bang in your butt. <laughs> okay, yes, we're, we need we're to, we to, need to move on. We need to move on. <laughs> we can move on. We can move on to other bits. Um, Oh, hey, uh, Erlen, tell, talk to me about the uh, Elling reference. Oh, yeah. Like, so after, I, I hope uh, that viewers will Yeah, John, did catch... you catch it? No, I don't think I did. But I also okay. am not uh, Elling obsessed, let's say. Uh, so <laughs> well, El- let's... you know, I mean, for, for you guys remember, Elling is about um, uh, someone who's very clearly on the spectrum and has, like, social angst and then has a struggle getting out of his apartment. So after... Uh, Philip has has uh, gone through his psychotic episode and he's kind of like, you know, coming back into the real society and whatnot. Then he's kind of just locked up in his apartment. And then Eric comes up and he's like, come on, you did you leave the house today? Elling? Like he called oh, him. Elling. And apparently Jack said that in the English it, subtitles, yes. he called him Raid Man. Rain Man. Oh, I did see. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. Which I didn't I'm like, hear that's that. the totally wrong reference. They just picked like a, a, but a they movie that say... has like an autistic character. I'm like, that's so dumb. <laughs> but you could can't say Ellie. Like what? Yeah. No, but you could have found somebody who's like famous for being, um, so, like so, like ang- angst, like have social angst. Like I don't know, like what's his name? Van- Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> right? Didn't JD ah. Salinger never leave his house or something? Or what's? Who was the guy that peed in all the bottles that was in the the main jo- uh, uh, that um, DiCaprio played in the? Aviator? Oh, uh, you mean? Oh, oh God, the, the uh, world's uh, richest man. Uh, 
billionaire. Or yeah. the first PWA founder. Uh, yep, yep. Everyone's or... screaming at their at their podcast of uh, podcast uh, of I'm googling uh, it. Uh, anyway, Howard Hughes. There Howard Hughes. Go. Damn it! You beat Being me even boss. with Google. <laughs> <laughs> He's washing his hands all the time. That's a great film. That was a great movie. That's a slow burn though. Damn, I think it's like three hours. I did also like so going back. I liked all the women in this. I liked. I loved Kari because all I, three she of them. Is, I loved it. I guess because Johanna's speech at the beach, Lillian ringing out Eric for being a fucking cliche, which I really appreciated, and Kari because she is the exact girl I would have definitely wanted to date when I was <laughs> that age group. Did you that also notice that Lillian? I would have crushed hard on her. Yeah. When when Lillian was first introduced, you didn't see her face. See her face, and she was like a no. faceless woman who was yep. like, and it was kind of like, oh, from from uh, Eric's perspective, like she's just like filling a she's gap. She's wallpaper. Or something. Yeah, she's yeah. Just... She's like she. He's, it's like an accessory in his exciting life. And yeah. then like when she dumps him, it's like full on. She gets like her she, personality. Yeah. Yep. To yep. Trash him. That was interesting. Yeah. Okay, this has made me appreciate the movie a little bit more. This is why I like having this podcast. <laughs> we can talk about these kind of things. Did you guys have any other things that we need to we need to cover? Um, I mean, any any other thoughts from your guys from you guys in terms of like how yeah about the trilogy as a whole? Now that we're kind of wrapping up the trilogy, hmm. it does. It it's. I am glad I have watched this trilogy after having moved and lived in Oslo a bit because I do get more of a vibe of the city For like sure. the places he likes to hang out like we get a lot of scenes in you know Frogner Park and then and there's there's a really good sense of the space and the architecture and um which I think has also agree I think has gotten better with every film I think them traveling around um, Oslo in uh, Oslo 31st August. On the um, bike. On the bike, especially. That's the first, just that's them the riding shot. around the bike. And they have a lot of kind of shots of the building types. Because there is a very particular kind of architecture that Oslo has that yeah. I think is a bit more The western subtle. side, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I feel like they cover a lot of it everywhere. And and then definitely the same happens in Worst Person in the World. Well, yeah. Just in how the that Frozen, movie's... when they run through barcode. And... When they run through barcode, yeah. when they, how it opens, that opening shot when they're on top of Ekeberg looking down on the city. And then she, and which I also really liked in that movie, is how the, when she works her way down at the beginning and goes and wanders into that party that she crashes, yeah. it actually tracks logically of the way you yeah. would walk from Eckerberg down into downtown Oslo. Yeah, of course. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, yeah, so, so, real so there quick, is a... on that point, I mean, I know we've already done a podcast about Vladimir Vestrovetsky, but yeah. I just learned that that opening shot where she's standing at the yeah. Ekebag, that is exactly where Edvard Munch stood when he was inspired to draw, to, to do uh, the scream. Oh, wow. That's where he was standing. And Joachim Tiret, or it's either Joachim Tiret or, or Eskid Vogt, one of the two, I can't remember, but they've directed a documentary about Munch called mm. the other monk or something which we there, also obviously now need to cover on this podcast there huh. is a movie that's coming out i don't know i doubt even erlen would know about this that i i think erlen's gonna hate it but i think we should cover <laughs> it anyway but it's it's um it's a remake of i think either a danish movie or a british movie um 
and it's about a heist at the Monk Museum, the new disgusting one that they just opened. And it's about a group of, it's actually, I think, more like a comedy. And these guys are going to try to steal the Scream or like all of them. Aren't there like four of them? There's three, but, yeah. but only two of them are on display. Yeah. Apparently. Anyway, so I, I, that's on its way. I saw it, a trailer it went in front of when I went to go see Top Gun with my son. Oh, <laughs> so, oh nice. nice. Yes. It was a, a fun experience. He really liked Danger Zone. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's do I'm, categories. Categories. Let's get, let's get to categories. Okay, guys. Uh, 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 John, who won the movie for you? I think the movie was won by uh, by by Trier. Honestly, um, yeah. I, I think I think he, despite I agree with what we said earlier that this is not exactly an amazingly coherent trilogy, but um, this was, I believe we said his first kind of major motion picture. Uh, it is, is that, first, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a really well-done movie as a, as a premiere, and it's, to be fair, I don't know if he set out with the intention of creating a trilogy, which is a little pretentious to, to do if it's your first, or if he just kind of enjoyed the success that he got with this one and kind of wanted to continue the theme of, of portraying Oslo. But either way, um, well done him. Uh, and, you know, well done kind of creating this collaboration with, uh, I'm going to forget his name, but my doctor. Eskil No, Cam, but also the doctor. Uh, uh, oh, Anders, Anders Danielson Lee. Yeah, exactly. Anders Danielson Lee, uh, who, is, who is a great actor. And, I mean, I think yeah. they have done a really great job together over the course of this trilogy. Um, so, I don't know. It's nice to see, it's nice to see where it all started. Uh, and I think he did a very, very good job. So yeah. I'm going with him because I don't know that any of the characters actually won the movie. Sure. <laughs> so I, I went with him. I, I that, I'm I'm gonna agree with you there, especially you, you just I mean you highlight it like coming out with this as your first and then being able to roll this into a direct trilogy that um, culminates with you getting nominated for an Academy Award like that's pretty great. Just great. Yeah, um, uh, I'll I'll say uh, and I'll also read Kevin's. God, God damn it, Kevin. Kevin says the character uh, Jan Ivan uh, uh, is the winner of the movie. We all know Jan Ivan played by uh, uh, our friend from Occupied because, uh, AKA the prime minister from Occupied, starting oh. as a literary agent and now becoming prime minister of Norway. That's oh. one hell of a career change. This of course falls under my theory that all Norwegian movies take place in the same universe. God damn it, Kevin. All right. Um, uh, Erlen, you have enough time to think of a winner? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have anything to add. I do agree with you both that I think that, like, the trilogy as a whole wins or, like, uh, Joachim yeah. Tied and Eskid Voktwin. I, I do. I, I really enjoyed the three together, in a way. Mm -hmm. And they're John. such different movies. They are. But I think they really do. They are enhanced by by having seen all of them and by being yeah. together in this kind of... They're very different, but they are... Exactly. You know, but, but they are... We've, we've yeah. and just to like just to compare it to like the other trilogy of of, of a similar kind that the the, the 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 trilogy on depression or whatever by uh already forgot yeah, Lars, Lars von Trier Lars von Trier yeah. it's like if you watch Melancholia by itself you will like that is the fucking most that was awesome. like That's such heavy. a sad and like depressing heavy movie and it's like I hated it and then I watched <laughs> the rest I hated it so much but then I watched the rest <laughs> of his trilogy and I was like now I 
it's just part of the it's just part of a, a bigger whole in a way and uh, and I ended up appreciating it more. That's a good point. Um, hey John, who lost the movie? Kari. Um, yeah. She, I think she loves this guy, but apparently triggers psychotic breaks in him. Uh, as we discussed, that trip to Paris, the second one, was super super weird and creepy and not not cool. Uh, then he showed up at her job, which, like, like you, Jack, I thought that, like, it, it all, I mean, it, all, it didn't go as badly as I guess it could have gone, but it was really bad, and it was just, like, clearly freaking her out, understandably. Um, and that's, I think, actually where the character story ends for her, I think, because I think the happy marriage afterwards is, is a dream. So, just not great. I just like the ending, by the way, when it just, she, he counts down, and then it literally just says, slit, at the yeah. end. That was I like that, to be honest. It must be confusing for people to understand Norwegian that all of a sudden it just says the word slut and then yeah. Black. In so. Swedish, they even take away one T, so it's, tea, literally, so it's actually, it literally just is slut. Uh, I've, I've seen that on people that, uh, 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 like Americans traveling doors. to Sweden, it's, um, it was America, uh, using um, d- uh, washing machines. Uh-huh. Oh. Because at the end they have the digital thing It says like you put all your clothes And then at the end it says slut And they're like are you like It's, it's my machine <laughs> I saw one I saw one in, in like the In Finding Dory The end credit is just like Very mellow kind of music and It's just them swimming away And then it kind of fades in like Slut For our listeners Who do not actually speak Norwegian Slut yeah, means Or Swedish Or Swedish Means <laughs> end, end. The and end. that is the um, that is the joke here. My law, lo- my have for, for who lost the movie was absolutely. I can't believe it hasn't come up yet. Was absolutely the young Eric having a conversation with his mother about the pop up porn, um, because <laughs> that was like that she's is, like, what if that was me? What that's that exactly. Was me? <laughs> oh my god! Like that's bad enough. I'm trying to imagine. Like I like thank God I've never had an experience like that, and I'm trying to imagine like. <laughs> How to traumatize a child, like, hunt and, like, she's so, that's it, she's so, like, liberal about, like, so, like, honey, come over here, look at this, I don't mind using the computer, but what if this is, like, oh, that's, yeah, that's amazing, <laughs> that's how you cause problems, anyway, so that's eight, and I love how, lost. I wait, can you refresh my memory, that was edited in when, like, that, that yeah. random memory was yeah. edited in in the middle of, like, another, yeah. yeah, I think it was like when he was meeting uh, the famous guy, wasn't it? The author or something? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, it embarrassing... was when he was meeting him. Things kept from his youth kept coming, kind of like interspersing. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Great editing. <laughs> um, I did. Yeah, also, I, that, actually, I totally forgot about the moment when he gets punched by, yeah, the, by guy, the guy. Who, the guy. Yeah, the guy used, but, used uh, know, language. Why? Used, I loved that why he comes out to punch him because it's so matter of fact. Like he knows exactly what's gonna happen. He comes in a pu- he punches him hard in the face, but also goes to catch him. Sorry, Eric. He's like, oh, he's like, like sorry, Eric. Bam, sorry, this has him, to, catches yeah. him, lays him down very good. Lays him down. To like, the, the, like this is the appropriate response. I'm gonna hit you in the face. I'm gonna make sure it's not like super bad. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. I guess. Um, oh, let me get, let's see, uh, who Kevin said, uh, Kevin put the loser as Lillian. Uh, we didn't even get to see her till the end and it's breaking up with Eric with good reason. Eric is also a loser just in general, in general. So (laughs) not wrong, but, uh, 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 I don't, I don't have any to add to it. Whatever. All right. Then we'll go over to John. John, did you have a guy? 
My guy was Geyer, uh, the younger brother, uh, oh, yeah. uh, who was, you know, kind of the, the like overtly young of them. It seems that they were friends with him because he could get tickets to his older brother's shows. Uh, but he did end up, you know, like in, in basically a nod to teenage rom-com or whatever. He goes to a party and manages to hook up with a beautiful woman in a bathroom. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> Who's randomly just going with through no... a breakup. Just breakup. And just because she asked, do you know this guy? And like, all right. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, revenge. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean like whatever but and that was the last we saw him i think by the way too maybe he was at the wedding but uh i think that's the last he gets pictured but i don't know he that actor did a good job he has a distinctive persona or something i don't know he yeah. he, he stuck out uh so he did a good job I, I bet that guy existed in real life knowing about how like you can they probably like the friend group that had the one guy who brought the younger brother i yeah, can see that for sure um uh kevin's guy was the ra- uh, ra- it says the random kid at a party was there a child at the party i think he's he that this guy he might be thinking of guyer yeah way to get party back into swing yeah okay so that's that's probably him yeah so i think he agrees with you me i have uh the guy i think he's only once seen faisal who um i was gonna put johanna for her speech but, oh uh, yeah faisal 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 is in a meeting with at Kari's office, and they're doing a thing where they are passing a ball that, back and forth, and <laughs> he's like being cool and kind of like fiddling with it. And before he gives it to Kari, he he like drops it, and then like really quickly like tries to get it like regain control of it and give it, and just looks look like a fucking idiot in front of people. And I have actually had the exact same thing happen to me in real life, so uh, I emotionally identify with that because I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot a lot of the time. Love it. Erlen, I assume you don't have a guy. I, I'll go with the book editor. He was just like, he's like, yeah, I'm older. Yeah. I'm no longer young. But you know what? You just tell me I'm an old guy. You just tell me to shut the fuck up. And like, I will, I will yeah. listen to you, you know? Yeah. 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 That's actually a good one. Um, rating Ratings. system, guys. One to six. As always, we rate things on a one to six scale based off something from the film. Um, I like this one. I think I'll just come right out with it. We're going to do a one to six photos taken with a cap on. Nice. Very John, good. I want to hear Kevin's uh, first. Kevin is good, went with uh, three out of six photos with a cap on. Yeah. Uh, he says he liked the movie, but I like what it could have been if Tadir had been a little bit more experienced. So I think he's probably on the same speed as me. I'll just say right now, that's what I was going to get, three out of six. I think we're both... I, that's a little, like, um, it was good. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy this. I think this could have been refined more knowing that this is a guy's first film explains it more, but doesn't necessarily give it an excuse. And having now seen, especially what he can do and where I think he's perfected it or maybe not perfected, but vastly improved it in some of these other movies in both in the writing, the directing, and you know the shot composition um, that we see in his later movies, I think are vastly superior. So um, I think I would have given it a higher rating had I seen this first and we had gone in order, but um, but we did it, and that's where I am. So John and I, uh, uh, so Kevin and I are in agreement. Um, but I'll kick it over to you, John. Um, I am gonna give it three point five, um, which I I think I was, but I was kind of between three point five and. 
and maybe even four. So I said 3.5 plus. Um, I did enjoy the movie. I really did. Um, and I think I, I do think I enjoy it more for having seen the other two. And so seeing it in kind of a context, it might have just been a three on its own. But I I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing where he came from. Uh, and I, I guess I'm a sucker for a movie about a group of idiot friends from high school who want to you can wonder why. Um, yeah. Great. And then lastly... I'm going to go with four. I, I enjoyed it more than you guys, I think, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed how, like how I said it, I, I felt like I was like watching a book and I feel like I can, I can re I can watch a rerun of this, ha, huh, pun intended. And I think it would uh, really <laughs> like, it would age well with, with me, I think. And like, you will pick up on things, like it's also really well acted for somebody who's like, like all the characters that, that whole group of friends, they just felt so fleshed out even though they barely it's a short film too you know what i mean it, it is it, well although wait. no it's not it is it not it was like an hour and 47 minutes it's not a short film it's under oh, wow. two yeah oh you're right sorry that's a good sign for me i i know but that's a, for me that's like that kind of i think i mean it went fairly fast for me i think i like i i enjoyed just kind of spending the time with this movie and just kind of letting it even though it was a little like, but again, as especially one in the context of the of the trilogy and two as his first film, mm-hmm. I was really I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, did like the opening. I did like seeing Seventeenth of May to some rock music. I thought that was a cool juxtaposition <laughs> yeah. against the, the. And there was a lot of like references, like there was a lot of like kind of punky references too that I kind of yeah. enjoyed. Like it was it, just like Oslo in the early two thousands, and then now, yeah, it's so different. It's, yeah, it's, and Van Svestermanska, you get Oslo in like the late two thousand tens. I like we're not yeah. full on in the twenties, even though they do have that final yeah. shot where they're wearing masks and shit. Um, when it's pre, I do like pre iPhone things. Yes, it's like not super old because like obviously, I mean we're we're in the age bracket that lived through that and obviously remembers the mid aughts, but like pre iPhone. You know, there's there's not a lot of devices that are being interacted with. They're using the analog cameras. They're exactly behaving differently, which I I mean, lens caps. Like that's what we're talking. We're yeah. that's our rating scale at this point, yeah. right? It's fascinating. But yes, yeah. I know. I'm really good at picking these rating things. I don't know if you're allowed. <laughs> Except for the last time we did the Norseman one, we should have done the small heads of uh, what's his name. The small uh, heads. The uh, what's the actor's name? Willem Dafoe, Tiny Willem Dafoe, oh, uh, Goblin. Oh heads. yeah, <laughs> fair <laughs> point on that one. Tiny Willem Dafoe. We could have done that. Um, what do you think that our rating should be? Please send us an email at podfornorga at gmail and we will read it. Um, probably on the air. Um, we got to talk about what we're gonna do next. So summer is coming up. Norwegians. Summer is here. In, Summer is here, but summer vacation, summerferia, as they like to, to call it here. So what Norwegians typically do if they have a passport, which is a whole other thing, there's no one can get a passport right now. Um, uh, they go abroad, they travel, they, they go to other places. And Erland and I have been talking about maybe maybe we should go on our own kind of summerferia and, uh, and, and check out something. So thinking about doing something, maybe not too far, because again, not too adventurous the Norwegian people are. Uh, d- d- uh, Erlen, should we do a Danish movie? Should we? I would love to. Do you want to do the sequel to this? Uh, I would love. I would love that. I really. Another round. I, 
I would love to do another round. Alternatively, um, my my nomination is After the Wedding by Sus, uh, Susan Biad, who's It's also a Danish film, also Mats Mikkelsen. I'm going to let those. you... It's dude. This is your call. What do you want to? I mean, if if I if we if we end up like, let's just put it this way. I I want to do both on this podcast eventually, but I think our first venture out should maybe be another round. Okay, let's. Yeah. I, uh, we're we're going abroad. We're going on vacation. We'll say this. This will be our new our new series of study abroads and. Uh, so at some point, Scandinavia plus. At some point, we must go up to Svalbard. I, I will say for for uh, for the or at least our TV show capsule episodes. But yes. we'll we'll see about that. We'll do it. All right. So we are next month. We will do another round, and uh, I will just spend most of the time trashing Danes and the way they talk, because they talk like they have a potato in their throat from their, from Denmark. <laughs> see, I've already begun. That's a little preview. I I, I will say I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching this TV show, Borgen. Borgen, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the new one that's on Netflix, the new, the more recent one, I like more than... It's a brand new one that just came out in 2022, oh. and she's the like, foreign minister, not the prime minister, and oh. Greenland has oil, and Russia and China are implicated, and it's like... Oh, fuck, are they just stealing our <laughs> occupied kind of, shit? It's kind of back to, back to basics for us, uh, oh, God. but I, I like it. Uh, right. it's, it's enjoyable. All right. All right, guys, this has been fun. Um, if anyone, yes, as I said before, please send us an email at podfornorga at gmail.com and we will, uh, we will catch you for our first Danish film. All right, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. bye. bye.